Hey, hey, my friend, welcome back to the podcast, or if you are new, I am so glad that you are here. My name is Devani. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So today I have a guest on the podcast. Her name is Sam Calavort, and she is a three-time certified breathwork facilitator with 200 plus hours of teacher training, and she's also the host of the Heal podcast. So what we're going to be talking about in today's episode are all things anxiety, breath work, and really body-based somatic practices. So you're going to hear about the nervous system, ways to really support anxiety to start moving towards healing anxiety, really in a body-based, with a body-based lens, with a body-based approach. So Sam is going to be talking so much about the power of the nervous system, the power of breath work, and how these things can really help as you are growing your confidence, as you are working on healing your anxiety, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you. I hope you enjoy. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. I am so glad you're here. Are you ready to start growing your confidence and knowing that you are enough? Are you ready to stop being so hard on yourself? second-guessing yourself and putting off those amazing goals you have. Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and a dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools to help you start being kinder to yourself, start creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and start setting healthy boundaries. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and your inner critic. You are worthy and enough just as you are today. And even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. All right, my friend, it is your time. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here with Sam Calavort today. We are here on a lovely Saturday morning, and I cannot wait for this beautiful conversation we're going to have about breath work, anxiety, the nervous system. So Sam, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to just dive into a couple of, you know, little pieces about you. And then I would love to hear more about your story. And I know that everyone else will too. So tell us what is your go-to coffee or tea beverage? Let's start there. Yeah. So it definitely changes, but right now it's an iced almond milk latte. Mm -hmm. Um, after becoming a mom, like coffee has been an essential in my, uh, in my daily routine. So yeah, that's my go-to right now. Amazing. Iced almond milk latte. Okay. And then tell us where is one of your favorite places to be, to hang out, to spend time that also changes. But recently I just visited Miami for the first time and like totally fell in love with that area, coconut Grove, especially. So I really loved that area of South Florida. That's amazing. I 
have not been to Florida since I was like a teenager. I feel like mm. maybe that's somewhere to go back. I have a good friend who lives in Tampa. Mm. I'm like, oh, that would be good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Miami is more of a younger crowd. Like before mm. I would go to the Gulf side, like yeah. Punta Gorda area and Naples. And it's just a little older community, slower pace. But Miami has that big city feel and it's a little more bougie. And there's just a lot of like cool walking and shops and boutiques and coffee shops to check out. And yeah, we loved it. Love that. So fun. Amazing. Okay, cool. So tell us maybe just a little bit about you. And then I was just telling Sam too, that I really wanted her to share her story and what got her into this work. So Sam, wherever you want to start, tell us a little bit about you and what brought you into this work. Yeah. So I am a breathwork facilitator and I've been doing this work for about seven years now, guiding people through nervous system healing, through overcoming anxiety, through getting to the root cause of different chronic illness within their body and really using more of a somatic approach and the breath in order to do so. And all of this started from, of course, my own healing journey, like so many other people getting really passionate about this modality in this area of healing when my physical health started to break down and I've had health issues from the time that I can remember really started around the age of 15 when I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy. So that is facial paralysis. So the right side of my face was paralyzed for about six months and that was really traumatizing. It was also a time in my life where I'm so young, I'm so impressionable that I also began to question allopathic medicine because they told me, oh, you'll get better in two weeks and a month. And like I said, month after month, I was not getting any better after taking just the traditional medicine. When you say allopathic, will you clarify for our listeners really quick? Yeah. So just like the traditional medical system of, you know, going to the doctor and getting your prescription and being diagnosed for your symptoms instead of looking at the whole body. Amazing. Okay. So you started to kind of question that system and then where did that take you? Yeah. And then from there, it was just more health issues, having a lot of like digestive problems, really bad eczema, a lot of food intolerances, major hormone imbalance, like the list goes on. I had my first panic attack at the age of probably 19, 20, where it was so bad that I literally blacked out. And then that continued where I would have those panic attacks and literally black out uh, several times, which is of course really scary, but it started to become my norm. And I didn't know why I didn't know why all of this was happening. And so I just continued through the traditional path that um, society expects of you of going to college and getting your degree and finding a good nine to five and going to the corporate world. And my health continued to have major downfalls and I was seemingly doing everything right. So I was exercising, I was taking all the right supplements. I was following the right diet. I got really into like the paleo lifestyle and all of these like biohacks and really started taking my health into my own hands very young. So I was seeing some improvements, but I was not really moving the needle in the way that I needed to. And then I was diagnosed with Lyme disease in 2000. 18, I want to say. And so that started to explain all of these symptoms that I was having through my life and growing up here in Michigan, we go hiking all the time, go up North 
and ticks was that, I mean, that was just the norm to find ticks on you as you're going for walks. And so definitely started to connect all the dots as to why I was having a lot of these health issues. So I really started to target and heal the Lyme disease, but even then I didn't experience full healing and full remission of Lyme and a lot of these physical ailments until I started working on my mental, emotional, spiritual body. And that's where the breathwork piece comes into play. Gosh, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. It's so interesting too. the pieces. I think this is something that happens a lot is this idea of I'm seemingly doing everything right right? Like I'm going to the gym a couple times a week. I'm trying to eat pretty well. Right. But then I think so many of these things just become a norm, like a low grade anxiety all the time, maybe even panic attacks. And especially I think the digestive pieces, I feel like these things just become so like almost kind of normal, right. In the, in the culture that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And really for me, it was the looking back now like the Lyme absolutely manifested as that physical disease within my body, but I grew up in a very stressful household environment and there was a lot of toxicity and I had a lot of inner child wounds. Um, and that is really where a lot of this physical disease derived from. So the digestive problems and the Bell's palsy and the eczema and hormone imbalance and the panic attacks. Like I had a lot of trauma in my childhood that I never dealt with. And it started to show up in my adult life in a physical way, in a very physical way that I could no longer deny. And I had to stop and literally put my entire life on halt when I actually had Bell's palsy again at 24 and quit my job and decide, okay, something needs to change my life because I cannot continue like this. And that's where I really decided to not only heal myself through all of these different natural modalities, like the holistic nutrition and the somatic work and energy healing, going to therapy and EDMR, but also really focusing on then how can I use all of this knowledge to start to help other people and really empower them within their own healing journeys? Oh my gosh. And I love that you pointed out too this idea that our childhood, whether it's childhood traumatic experiences, like actual, right? Like actual events and, or just chronic stress, right? Or chronic toxicity or chronic high level anxiety in the home, like, and how those things we, we just don't imagine until we come into awareness and learn eventually that those things can absolutely manifest in the body as like you're saying, right. These different physical ailments or experiences, eczema, right. All of these, these different issues. That's so powerful to acknowledge. Cause I think it it can be so startling and confusing of like, what, where is this coming from? Right. But if we haven't, if we don't have that awareness of like, oh my gosh, it actually could be related to these things that I went through and, or just my poor body that's been under so much stress for so long. Right. Absolutely. We really undermined the role that stress plays in our bodies, not only mentally and emotionally, but physically. And so I remember going to the doctor and telling her, telling my PA, Hey, you know, I'm having like IBS. I'm bloated all the time. What should I do? And she said, eat more yogurt. And, you know, that was of course not the answer. (laughs) Sure. Maybe it'll be helpful to have more probiotics in my diet. But again, that's really where 
I lost trust in more of that traditional medical approach of just treating the symptoms and not really looking at the whole person asking, well, what is happening in your family life? And what stressors are you dealing with on a daily basis? Really getting to the root cause. I think it's so important. And I, I just love that you reiterated that too, the idea of, are we focusing on, and this is a question for everyone to ask in general, whenever we're doing any type of growth work is, am I just trying to look and address the symptoms that are coming up? Or am I actually open and willing to look at what are some of the roots of these things, right? What's actually going on underneath this related to anxiety or traumatic experiences or chronic stress or, right? It's just so important for us to see that healing, the long lasting healing that you were able to experience. Yeah. And I think that especially as Americans, we expect instant results. And so this is where a lot of people can get fixated on things like CBD oil and different adaptogens and just going from one type of prescription to another type of band-aid and justifying it. And I did the same thing in, in early on in my journey of saying, well, I'll just take this CBD oil or I just use lavender essential oil and it'll make all my problems go away instead of really focusing on what was going on behind the scenes. What was I not dealing with emotionally that was actually weighing me down and causing daily anxiety? 100%. So good. Okay. Tell us what is one of your favorite nuggets, quotes, something related to all of the amazing things that we're talking about today. Yeah. So one of my favorite psychologists is Carl Jung and I love his quote until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Tell me why that's such a special quote for you. For me, it was the years, this now decade long journey of healing all of my unconscious limiting beliefs, perspectives, patterns, ways of being old imprinting um, from my parents, from society, from school, all of this that I had to bring to surface and start to question as to, is this mine? Where did this come from? How can I reprogram it? How can I heal it? How can I choose different? And just having that awareness of the fact that we live 95% of our lives with our attitudes, our perspectives, our day-to-day actions, it's all coming from the unconscious mind. And it's so essential that we start to understand that first and foremost, and then have some intention and commitment around healing that piece. Yeah. So huge. So, so huge. I love that so much. Okay. Tell us, well, I think we already touched on the next question. Why this is so important, right? We already kind of touched on that. So let's just dive right in. Let's dive right into the meat of it. Okay. Tell me what are some of the most amazing benefits of breath work? that you have seen or experienced or, you know, what are some of the most amazing benefits? Yeah. So I first want to just clarify the type of breath work that I'm speaking of and what I teach, because there are so many different types and modalities of breath work. There's mindfulness breath and yoga breath and pranayama. Uh, but the type of breath that I'm speaking of and working with is conscious circular connected breath. And this is a modality of healing all in of itself. I had been on my journey for a long time. The first time I tried a breathwork journey, I had no idea that my breath could produce such 
a physical, emotional, and psychological release. And so within a breathwork journey, you're guided into a circular, connected, conscious way of breathing for anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes. I've even gone as long as two and a half, three hours. That's more holotropic breathwork. But within this time, you release the analytical and logical mind and you begin to access the limbic brain, the feeling brain, the unconscious essentially, and you begin to liberate trapped stress, emotions, traumas, tension within the body that has been held there for years, if not decades. And you're able to really access the the part of yourself that has been holding on to so much emotion, so much grief, so much suppression for so long that you're able to organically release it. That's really the magic in conscious breath work is within a journey, you have some type of release, whether it's a physical release of a lot of tingling or vibration in the body, whether it's an emotional release of lots of crying and grief coming through or whether it's a mental release of having visions, insights, ahas, it truly for so many people is a expedited experience in self-therapy and like really supporting yourself and connecting the dots and having those aha moments as to how your past and the unresolved traumas from your past are still affecting your future and your present self and how you can begin to, again, heal that on a deeper level. So it really does reset your nervous system and it leaves you feeling so much lighter, but more importantly, it's a journey of self-discovery. And so you really get to tune in to your most authentic self and start to dissolve away some of those shadows and shame and repression that has been shielding you from really expressing your most confident and authentic self. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I'm so glad you clarified too on the style and the type that you do. And I think too, this feels so important for us to be talking about, because I think there are a lot of people who maybe, maybe have a difficult time with, um, talk therapy, or maybe have a difficult time. Like I can imagine that when we have so many walls and so many blocks, right. That, that do we, like, we don't even realize how powerful the body is that we can go through and use other approaches as well. And like, even for me in the last, you know, maybe year, I've been learning more about somatic practices and not, not even like deep diving, but just like in my own life in very simple ways, but it is so wild. Like it is so wild, the power that the body has to help us find that healing, release these things to really soothe that anxiety in these moments when I think so many of us, maybe I'll just speak for myself. Like I I never learned that. Right. It was all very like, well, let's think through it. Let's question the thought let's right. We're hanging out in the mind. And it's like, there are so many other ways to release these things, to heal, to find, you know, that kind of homeostasis in the body. Absolutely. And I found that therapy, talk therapy is so incredible integration after breath work, because it's like, now you have some deeper insight as to how these patterns are affecting you. You have some deeper insight as to the repressed memories and emotions that are keeping you stuck. And now you can articulate that in a way that another person can really guide you deeper. Yeah. 
I love that so much. The idea of integrating, right? Like doing some form of therapy alongside, right? These somatic practices. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. Okay. So tell us what might be some possible benefits. So we're going to touch on people who are really wanting to feel more confident. And then we're also going to touch on anxiety, right? People who are struggling with anxiety. So what are some possible benefits for those who are maybe really struggling with self-doubt, second-guessing themselves, feeling insecure? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that's where breath work is such a powerful tool to really help empower you because first and foremost, breath work is heart medicine. So you begin to dissolve those walls and around the heart, you begin to dissolve a lot of the fears and uncertainties within your own mind, and you connect to yourself on a deeper level. So as you connect to, this is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. This is my purpose. This is my, my true belief. From there, you feel more confident in actually showing up as that person because you're no longer reacting from those places of shame and from your shadow. I just explained this in a workshop earlier in the week, how we have three layers to our identity. We have our the first layer, which is how others perceive you, your identity. You have the second layer, which is your shame or your shadow, which is really shielding you from expressing your true self. And then you have your true self, your core, your most authentic and confident self. And we were all born empowered, worthy, whole, confident. We were all born from this place, a personal power. But again, along the way, we learn differently. And so it's all about through breath work beginning to release that programming, beginning to um, let go of all of the imprinting that we grew up with. And then from there, we can begin acting from that true place uh, and a more authentic place. A lot of people I have talked to after breath work say that they feel so much more resilient to the stressors within their life and they feel more grounded within themselves. And that place of groundedness is so key because you feel this sense of inner calm. And if you're reacting from fight or flight on a daily basis, and that's where you're living from, of course, you're not going to feel confident in your life. You're going to feel all over the place and you're going to go on a downward spiral of your own fears and doubts and uncertainties. But when you feel grounded, you can really act from a place of confidence and from a place of calm confidence. And I think that's really key. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with that. Just that concept of the three layers. I love that so much. And I think what I've, what I've come to find is that in healing in general, right. That's, that's the goal of all of it is to literally dissolve, dissolve the layers, dissolve the shields, dissolve right? The, I should be this way. This is what, right. All of the things, all of the rules and the protections to get down to we're living our lives from this authentic self space. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Tell us more about, because I love talking about the nervous system, but I'm so excited to hear maybe how you might explain like the nervous system, or just related to nervous system, breath work, anxiety, like how would you introduce that to someone or tell us, just tell us more about kind of these ideas and why we should 
explore them, learn more, dive in. Absolutely. So the nervous system is made up of the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, the parasympathetic being rest and digest. That is the place where self-healing unfolds. When we are in parasympathetic state, digestion is working smoothly. Our heart rate is very um, centered. We feel again, calm within our bodies, clear within our minds. And in the sympathetic state, we are in fight or flight. So our heart is racing. Sometimes we are breathing in a very shallow way. We have a lot of doubts, fears, uncertainties. We are living, living from a more negative mindset, but more importantly, there's a biological cascade of cortisol running through our body and essentially, um, putting, a lot of pressure and all of our organs, tissues, and cells. And that's where that breakdown of our physical bodies and manifestation of disease occurs. And so this was so important for me to understand is that healing doesn't happen until you're in a more parasympathetic state. And for me, that's why breathwork has been so huge. Breathwork, meditation, mindfulness, really bringing awareness as to when my body is falling back into a more sympathetic state. And then self-regulating in that moment, using my breath, breathing in through my nose, exhaling long and slow through my mouth. Or if I'm feeling a lot of stress and tension that's built up, being guided through a full breathwork journey to really liberate and facilitate that deeper release that I need of some of that hypervigilance I'm feeling within my body. But overall, conscious breathwork is an incredible tool for, again, resetting and healing your nervous system because your body has a really beautiful natural ability to heal. You just have to ensure that it has the right environment to do so. And you cannot heal mentally, emotionally, physically, if you're in that sympathetic state of consciousness. And so coming back into the parasympathetic nervous system is so key and not waiting until you have a breakdown in your health or your life to do so. But being preventative with it, I think is so crucial because you don't go to the gym once and then expect a huge transformation of your body. And you can't expect the same with your nervous system. You really have to condition it. And that's where once you do, you are preventing yourself from having future spirals or going into a state of hypervigilance or having a big reaction. And instead coming into that more grounded state of being where you're in this place where you can pause and respond and really analyze the situation in a calm and collected manner. And not only that, but when it comes to the confidence piece, you feel safe to go after your dreams because you can't go after your dreams and co-create your life when you're living in survival, right? And so coming back into this grounded state of being really empowers you to become the person you want to be and to show up as that confident, empowered woman that you want to be in the world. Oh my gosh. So many incredible pieces here. You guys just like hit the, hit the rewind 30 and just listen to that again. I love that description so much of the nervous system and of why it is so important for us to make sure that we are coming into that rest digest. Right. So you said that that's really the nervous system state where healing can happen, right? When we're in rest and digest, it's really to protect our bodies long-term, right? Really. And really it's, you know, body, spirit, soul, it's protecting all of that in the long-term, but especially the body 
because when we're in that fight or flight, like you said, there's adrenaline, cortisol, all of these things flooding our system. And so many of us, I think live there so much of the time and don't even realize it because we've gotten so used to feeling on edge, feeling irritable, feeling anxious, feeling tense, right? That just becomes our norm. Like we touched on earlier. So I so appreciate you clarifying that. And I think the piece too of the more that we start to hone in on how can I self-regulate here? How can I bring my body or my nervous system back into, you know, my window of tolerance back into rest and digest here, that that really is what then supports us in going after our goals and our dreams from that confident grounded space. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. And then tell us a little bit more. And I was, I was telling Sam before we hit record that so much of her content surrounds anxiety, which is a very big piece that we talk about here as well. So tell us more, and we already kind of touched on it a little bit, but tell us more about how this feels relevant for those of us who have experienced anxiety in the past currently. Tell us more about that. So your anxiety is simply an indicator that something in your life is out of alignment. So I think anxiety is really about how we respond to it. So we can either exacerbate it and allow it to control our lives, or we can begin to go underneath the anxiety and question it and ask, where is this anxiety arising from? When did I start feeling anxious? Where in my body is the anxiety being held? And when we start to ask those questions, we start to detach ourselves from the anxiety because I think so often we get intertwined with our anxiety. And then that's where, again, we can really go on this downward spiral. And I know it from personal experience of, again, getting so panicky that I'm then panicking and having fear about the anxiety I'm feeling. And then I black out right? We never want to be in that space. And so when we can detach ourselves, create a little space between us and the anxiety and really understand where is this coming from, we can begin to create some spaciousness, some compassion, some grace for ourselves. And then knowing that oftentimes our anxiety is arising from past traumas in our life that have been unresolved. It is arising from suppressed emotion. I just posted earlier in the week on Instagram, how Anger is one of the primary causes of anxiety because we have been taught our entire lives that anger, rage is impolite. We need to be that good girl or good boy and act a certain way and no fault to our parents. This is just, again, how society expects us to act. And so we have a lot of primal emotion that has been unexpressed with no place to go that is now leaving us chronically anxious or chronically depressed. And so when we can start to really connect the dots as to how our past is still affecting our day-to-day lives and how we can safely begin to release and unravel that emotion in typically a space where someone else is really guiding us is important for this work. Uh, That is when we can start to create breakthroughs and no longer feel anxiety on a day-to-day basis. Oh my gosh. So huge. This idea that there are emotions or experiences, right. That are going on underneath that can often then lead 
to chronic experiences of depression, anxiety. And I think I, I just love how you worded that so much, especially with the good girl piece. I think there are a lot of women in my community who have struggled with people pleasing and wanting to be really kind, wanting to be really helpful. Right. And, and often that can lead us into this really unhealthy place. Let, let's call it what it is, right. It, it can lead us into this unhealthy place of suppressing our emotions and not being honest with ourselves when we're feeling frustrated or angry. And then that can absolutely turn into anxiety in the body and the mind. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm so glad that you said that. Okay. So when we think about, oh, there was something, oh, something else I wanted to add to that has felt really helpful for me. And I love the work of Dr. Kristen Neff and Dr. Christopher Germer and something that has been helpful in difficult moments of anxiety too, is like you said, I love how you worded it. You were like, just creating some spaciousness and creating a little bit of space between us and the anxiety. And one way that I've really enjoyed doing that is, um, through their self-compassion break practice. And you can look it up on YouTube, wherever you listen to meditations. Um, but it's called a self-compassion break and it's really coming into this space of noticing and just becoming more aware. And, and I think that's totally in alignment with what you just said, right. Of, okay, I'm noticing some anxiety here. I'm noticing, right. Some stress or tension in my body. I'm noticing some anxiety. And I think so many of us judge, right. We judge, we, we go into this place of like fear, feeling afraid that the anxiety is there being upset that the anxiety is there. And I think you shared some beautiful questions. And then alongside this noticing to really just start to become more of an observer, right? Cause that can be so helpful instead of it, then adding on to now I'm afraid because the anxiety, now it's fear and anxiety. Now it's, you know, angry and anxiety or right. Absolutely. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Just wanted to add that little piece. So tell us what do you think would be some simple practices that people can start with? Like, what would this look like if someone's like, okay, Sam, I'm sold. Like, I want to start doing this. Where can I start? What would you recommend? Yeah. So I would say start with a daily practice, five to 10 minutes, first thing in the morning. I love morning practices because this really sets the tone for the rest of your day. So you are not being swept up by your day. You feel more calm and collected and grounded throughout your day of sitting in silence or with some meditation music in the background, and then practicing being guided by your breath. So using your breath as an anchor, I think is such an incredible tool of breathing in through your nose and then breathing out long and slow through your mouth, which again is going to activate that parasympathetic state of, of your nervous system. And the importance is really exhaling long and slow. This is what will make that instant shift within your nervous system of I am safe. Other things that I do to really condition my nervous system are like cold showers, cold plunges, for example, uh, which are not always comfortable, but afterwards you feel incredible and it will give you a rush and a release of endorphins. Um, and then of course, going for a walk in nature, disconnecting from your phone from time to time, like ensuring that you don't look at your phone for the first 20, 30 minutes of your day. 
But with the breath piece, my specialty again is in really guiding this work. I have uh, guided meditations. I have a free one, which I can send you the link for if you want to offer that to uh, your listeners, which is just for clearing fear. Because a lot of times, mindfulness and meditation can feel really scary and difficult, especially if we are in our minds so much, we have a lot of stressors and anxieties, shutting that off feels impossible. And that's where conscious breathwork comes in because typically within 10, 15 minutes of a conscious breathwork session, the mind starts to release and you start to access the body and the heart in a really powerful way that most people don't expect. And this is where, again, true healing starts to unfold, especially if you are holding a lot of tension, tightness, trauma within the body. And those longer journeys, I do have um, my Rising Breath membership through Patreon, which has a living library of all of my workshops. So you can always head there to experience a full breathwork journey and then the meditations as well, because I know within my own journey, I need guidance. I need support. It's hard to just shut off your mind uh, with no additional support. So that can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love those practices and definitely the links for those things will be below. I'll make sure those are below. And I think something that I wanted to touch on too, is you had mentioned earlier, the importance of having support with you, right? Because I'm envisioning that for some people, like you said, for some people, this, this may feel really difficult, which I definitely hear a lot. So if, if you're listening and thinking that like, oh my gosh, this sounds so difficult. Like you're not alone. You are absolutely not alone. Start small, start with whatever Sam mentioned that feels, you know, maybe it's just getting more time in nature, spending less time on your phone, like just start there. That's okay. Um, but this piece on like having, having someone to walk beside you. Right. And whether that's a really qualified, you know, breathwork facilitator, whether that is like, you know, a trained therapist, like making sure that you have someone who genuinely has the tools and ability to support you in that, because I can imagine that there are things that come up, right. As we're getting the mind to quiet, because I think so often our mind is really loud and the chatter is so loud and we spend so much time in the mind often to protect ourselves from, you know, we feel scared and, and our, our body is nervous uh, and our mind is nervous of if I let myself sit with my body, am I going to be safe? Is that okay? And that can feel really scary and overwhelming. So just want to encourage anyone who's listening to, you know, maybe look into having someone support you in that to make sure that this feels really safe for you. If, if you're noticing some of those feelings coming up, just wanted to touch on that. Yes. Okay. And I loved your ideas of, so you said less time on the phone, you said more time out in nature. Um, and then you said five to 10 minutes in the mornings of, and I love the term you used anchoring, right? So something that I've noticed that I really enjoy sharing with people is, um, like just the idea of, so if you're setting your timer for five to 10 minutes, right. Moving with Sam's practice of just focusing on the breath, focusing on the inhale, focusing on the exhale, your mind is going to wander, right? Like your mind absolutely will want to wander. That's okay. Just bring it back and continue to just anchor in and focus on the breath, right? And that's the intention, right? Is just to continue bringing the attention back and focusing on the breath 
Yes, absolutely. And it's impossible to completely empty or quiet our minds. It's really just bringing awareness towards those thoughts and those sensations in the body, in the mind. And the fact that when we do so and building that breath awareness now in our days, when we have a triggering conversation with a partner or with a loved one, and all of a sudden we have all of these we can feel these reactions are wanting to come through in that moment. That's when we can really pause and begin that process of self-regulating. That's what I found to be most helpful is the more I practice this work, the more I find myself then having it in the back of my toolbox and using it in that moment, instead of just getting swept up by old patterns and perspectives and beliefs. And that's been huge for me in my own journey. That's amazing. So I'm hearing it's like, so many different benefits, right? You're like, okay, starting my day this way is literally starting your day, making sure that you come into rest and digest by taking these breaths. And then also when difficult moments are coming up, it's like, now we have this tool, we have this muscle built, right? I like to picture it like muscles. When we go to the gym, like you have this muscle of noticing, starting to notice, oh my gosh, I'm noticing a shallower breath. I'm noticing my mind, my mind's starting to race. Right. And then you're able to pull this tool out and be like, okay, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to go take a couple breaths. Right. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So tell us any other like resources, any other tips for people to get started before we wrap up here? Yeah. So two books that I absolutely love. Um, the first I'm reading right now, it's 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna West. That one is incredible. And then the second is becoming supernatural. How common people are doing the uncommon by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think both bring awareness towards the fact that you are your own healer, that you are the co-creator of your life. It's about releasing victimhood and really taking radical responsibility for your journey. And both of those books have incredible tools, insights, and inspirations that will really help propel you forward. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I love the book recommendations. I'm going to add those to my list too. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Sam. Tell people where they can come and find you. Yeah, they can find me at Sam underscore Calawart on Instagram. I have my own podcast, The Heal Podcast on Apple iTunes and Spotify. And then again, I'm on Patreon uh, hosting my virtual breathwork sessions and weekly meditations. Amazing. So all of those links will be below for everybody to get connected with you. Thank you again, Sam. Yes. Thank you so much.